0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you think someone could possibly best the likes of Max Verstappen as a teammate, the old boss of his might have to burst your bubble. The recently retired Franz Tost, in charge of Toro Rosso and Alpha since the former's rebranding from Minardi, has basically said that the entire grid and future grid are never going to get anywhere near besting or being fully compatible as a teammate to Max. And this is all in the wake of Helmut Marko calling off the search for the next Max Verstappen for the Junior Red Bull category because, simply put, he does not exist, whilst also lauding the brand new recruit of the Junior program, Oliver Goethe. Wow. Imagine hearing all of that. You get recruited to the Red Bull Junior Program, and then your boss goes, Nah, you know Max Verstappen. <laughs> wow, backhanded compliment. No, just no compliment. But going back to Franz Tost, in his comments from F1 Insider, he was giving us a brief understanding as to the situation regarding who could be Max Verstappen's next teammate and the problems that they may face. Thusly, him. If Max continues to have a good car, he will win many more races than titles. He's still not at the limit, and he's only going to get better. No driver who is or will be his teammate will ever get beyond the role of a number two driver. Mm. So yes, quite to the point from Mr. Toss there. This being the guy who famously continues to work at AlphaTauri, even though it's Christmas, on his own. And in his retirement musings, he basically said he wasn't happy or proud with his tenure. He never got fifth place, so to him that's a failure. And he calls himself stupid. But before you dismiss these comments as yet another old man like Helmut Marko spouting his mouth and not knowing what he's talking about... You've really got to look at the background of Franz Toss in regard to the Red Bull Junior camp and where things go, as well as giving us many clues as to who could be the next teammate to Max Verstappen. After all, he was there when Max Verstappen first turned a wheel in his car. In fact, when all the Red Bull Juniors first turned a wheel in the car, all the way up to Liam Lawson in 2023. He has seen them come and go in a way and a context that is far more relevant to whatever Helmut Marco has to say. Sure, Marco recruits them, but Franz Toss works with them on the daily. He sees them develop, he breaks them in, he, as Daniel Ricciardo said, gives them many reality checks and makes them mature very, very fast. And it's not like Franz Toss had been doing nothing before he joined Toro Rosso, no, 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 no. He's been working around the Schumacher brothers in some capacity. He was the trackside engineer of bmw for ralph schumacher and then before that he worked with ralph schumacher in his junior formula days with also Willy weber the schumacher's manager for the longest time i think Franz toss knows a thing or two with raising rookies as well as working with a schumacher who would then go on to win many races and have a good pedigree in terms of knowing what to do with a sense of speed yes i know it's ralph not michael but it's still something Okay, so he's stating the obvious. Nobody can beat Max. Nobody can be a good teammate other than being subservient. What's the point of this video then? I want to talk about the likes of Yuki Sonoda and Daniel Ricciardo what they must do to be a good teammate for Max Verstappen in this era of his career, as well as making a mark of their own that makes sure they don't fade away into the background and they don't make any unrealistic goals and expectations. Continuing on from his interview opener and being a doomsayer to most F1 drivers, Toss cited Verstappen's key ingredient that the Schumacher brothers also had was that he has strong relationship with driving and the sensation of speed it wouldn't faze him at all. How Max jumped in the 2014 Toro Rosso at Suzuka, and wasn't that bad considering his age, and that the only other car he had raced before the STR9 was a Formula 3 car. That's a very big difference. What made Max Verstappen really, really good is that you hit the ground running, getting to grips with the Formula One car doesn't bother you at all, and that you can quickly adapt and learn things on the fly instead of taking an extremely long time to get to grips with things and yet still not really produce that many results, which kind of goes against Tost's mantra of a Formula One driver requiring three seasons in which to get fully up to speed by. But I can assure you, both Tsunoda and Ricardo have made good cases in getting up to speed relatively quickly, which I will talk about later. But any driver that can hope to challenge Max needs to be a person that is not bothered by a Formula One car and could just get on with the job. For 2025, the bookies are clearly looking at Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo as the ones that will stand the best chance of getting into the side saddle of Max Verstappen's organisation. Yes, I am aware that Sergio Perez is still at Red Bull, and he could impress some people in 2024, making more of an impression, maybe getting a couple of wins, and then maybe securing P2 a little earlier, and more convincingly than he did in 2023. But it seems quite likely that he's probably not going to get another contract extension like he did a couple of years ago. But... I think he can hold his head up high and see out his contract fully and not be ousted mid-season. Like, some people do tend to speculate. I don't think he will. But from what I have seen and what I think, I think that this seat, the 2025 one, is Daniel Ricciardo's seat to lose. Yuki Tsunoda has done enough to hang in there at AlphaTauri for a fourth season after his decent efforts of carrying the team in 2023, and whilst the other seat was having a game of musical chairs. And Yuki Tsunoda has been able to follow the remit of Franz Tost perfectly. He has had three seasons to get up to speed, and I think the Yuki Tsunoda that we saw at Abu Dhabi 2023 is a very interesting prospect, and somebody who could really challenge Daniel Ricciardo, especially considering a few months ago, everybody thought that Tsunoda would be completely swallowed up by Daniel, but... That didn't happen. And also, it's nice to see Toss's dream carry itself out, considering that nowadays, most drivers and rookies are lucky to even get one season before speculation mounts up. And in some cases, like Nick DeVries, they're lucky to even get 10 races, something of which Franz was very deeply aggrieved about. But he kind of had no choice because the higher-ups, they wanted Daniel. But when it came to Sonoda, Toss had a soft spot for him. Helmut Marco citing Sonoda as a problem child. And Tost kind of liked that about Yuki that he had the fire to improve and that he wasn't somebody who was subservient, yet he was also willing to take direction when it was apt and necessary. Let's be real here Yuki Sonoda mainly got these three seasons for the fact that, realistically, in the junior program, there weren't really that many compelling drivers that were ready to jump into Formula One. We, of course, had the likes of Dennis Hauger, Jen Deruveler, Liam Lawson, of course, but Liam was still relatively young, and the 2023 Super Formula season was really, really necessary for his development. It's going to be very crucial in this fourth season that Yuki has to perform he has no more excuses, whilst also fully committing to Red Bull and getting into the second seat alongside Max, not looking over at Aston Martin as a plan B, thanks to their future Honda connections. He believes his future is with Christian Horner and Red Bull, and not with Aston Martin and Papa Stroll. He has stated that many times to make sure that they won't go, hmm, he's not exactly loyal, that's going to count against him, I'm afraid. Daniel, you good to drive? Yeah, don't worry, fellas, I'm good. I'll do whatever you say. Goop! And when it comes to the ideals of toss and hitting the ground running, Yuki did just that. Remember 2021? Yes, he did have his outbursts, but... He was really good for a rookie. In 2021, he got 32 points and scored on debut in Bahrain, as well as getting a cheeky fourth place in Abu Dhabi, doing his part in giving Alpine a little bit of a fright in the battle for fifth place in the constructors. They were only 14 points away from getting Franz Hoster's dream of fifth place in the constructors. Imagine if he had done that. I think Yuki would have been really much getting a Christmas card from France, naturally having been written and mailed from the AlfaTauri factory. But unfortunately, with AlphaTauri falling off hard in the ground effect era, especially in the first half of 2023, Yuki's efforts have been muddied somewhat, and it's only now we're starting to see the results come back. And that Abu Dhabi performance, where he briefly led the race, even though he didn't know it, was very nice to see. I think he quite likes that track, don't you agree? So you could argue that, nah, Yuki's not going to get it. It took him too long to get used to the car. Max Verstappen was in the Red Bull seat by the time he got to somewhere into his second season. That's not good enough. Surely that's not going to be good enough. Perhaps Liam Lawson deserves a seat more since he scored at the hardest street track on the calendar, knocked Max Verstappen out of Q3 in the process, and kept the car on the road at his first race of the Dutch Grand Prix at the last minute mid-session in changeable conditions. Yes, that could qualify very nicely for preferential treatment. But you do get the sense that Christian Horner, yeah, he likes taking the occasional risk. But I think this risk would be a little bit too much. I reckon Liam Lawson does have to do a full season initially at AlphaTauri or whatever they're going to be called. Maybe Max Verstappen's last teammate at Red Bull or in Formula One altogether. Now, speaking of muddy performances, Daniel Ricciardo's kind of had the same thing since the ground effect era came in. Tussling with a McLaren car that never agreed with his style of driving and a Mercedes power unit and its power delivery not really favouring his taste either. 2022 was a really bad year for Daniel and stamping any kind of authority of being in Formula One, completely trounced by Lando Norris, giving the young Brit the sense that he was invincible. He had bested convincingly an eight-time Grand Prix winner. That would have been music to anybody's ears that you could completely decimate Daniel Ricciardo, wipe the smile off of his face. But thankfully, thanks to a little bit of backpedaling from Helmut Marko, realizing he'd done a bad deal with Nick De Vries, he managed to get a chance to not only come back into Formula One, but also come back into the Red Bull fold with his tail between his legs in a way. And Christian Horner more than happy to have him come back. And also, he's also really smug, probably Christian, because hoo, 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 I got the one that got away back. Toss was very happy with Daniel's rookie season for them, as was the case with his then teammate Jean-Éric Verne. In fact, it was so good then when Mark Webber retired, he got the call up to go to partner Sebastian Vettel and then sent Sebastian Vettel into a bit of a tailspin in the brand new turbo hybrid era with a car that wasn't particularly good. The Renault engine was really, really not up to snuff. And it made Sebastian Vettel just suddenly go, hmm, you know what? I'm going to try and emulate my idol and get a title for Ferrari. Yeah, I'm going. And ironically, in a way, Daniel kind of did the same thing four years later. But what Daniel has in his favour in this case is that he's already been a teammate to Max Verstappen. He is a known quantity. And sure, there might be a little bit of a concern that he might emulate all of the antics that happened in 2018. Of course, it all coming to a head in Baku. But I really don't see that happening. The Daniel Ricardo of now to the Daniel Ricardo of seven years ago is a whole other beast. But yeah, back in that season, those two were on it. And I reckon that Daniel Ricciardo would have been a lot closer to Max Verstappen had reliability not gotten in the way and that Renault engine completely failing. And I still find it really weird that the Renault engine was his main culprit in not being as good as Max in terms of points. And yet he goes to Renault, the works operation. How much money were they offering him? But for what Christian Horner's take is worth, he would rather avoid conflict like he had in 2018 with Daniel and Max and Vettel and Weber prior to that, stating he would rather avoid two alpha drivers being in the same team and also why we will never see Fernando Alonso partnering Max Verstappen at Red Bull or in Formula One. But somewhere else, though? Oh yeah, no doubt. I really don't see that happening, any sort of discord. Daniel Ricciardo is simply happy to be back, potentially driving for a Red Bull car, which is right at the top of the grid. He will easily be in the pound seat when it comes to winning some races, maybe trying to get to double figures. He will toe the line. He'll be just happy to be back in the top team once more, having thought that he would never get the chance, probably ruining the day that he decided to go to Renault, even though he was actually getting the groove back in 2020. And he again jumped the boat a little bit too soon. Sort of doing a Fernando Alonso in a way. He will be a lot more compliant and less likely to upset Max, and he would play along with the Red Bull rhetoric and aid Max to his next titles. As for Yuki, though, I feel like his tenure alongside Max Verstappen would be a lot more tempestuous and unpredictable, and yet at the same time, he will still be very loyal to the Red Bull cause because they gave him the chance. It's a really interesting bag, isn't it? He's going to be loyal, and he will toe the line and listen to instructions, but he's also not going to be a pushover. And I think... Max might like that and Yuki's got a lot more to fight for because he also will be in the pound seat driving a rb21 which will probably just be as good as the rb20 which will also be just as good as the rb19 and he's also got the chance to be one of the most successful japanese drivers in formula one history potentially scoring multiple podiums or even being the first Japanese driver to win a Formula One race. That is absolutely crazy with that. We've not seen that. He will immediately be put on the pedestal right up there with the likes of Kamui Kobayashi and Takuma Sato, the recent Japanese success stories. And I don't think Max Verstappen would be that bothered about it because Max does not want a pushover of a driver because after all, he has talked about many drivers up and down the grid that he kind of likes racing against. He loves the idea of working with Fernando Alonso. He loves the idea of racing with these fantastic drivers, even though they're at different teams. He wants competition. He wants a challenge. He wants to have fun. I don't think he would want to have a teammate that is not going to challenge him and not make him fired up because at the beginning of 2023, when Checo was on it and he was fired up, that got Max Verstappen fired up himself and he got motivated and then we saw that season that's what you get when you stoke Max Verstappen and I bet he had a lot of fun throughout that entire year proving his point he would want to be challenged and I feel that Yuki Tsunoda will be the person to do it because there are a lot of unknowns with Yuki Tsunoda and he knows it he's actually said that he doesn't really have a good idea about how he would stack up against Max Verstappen but he would certainly love to give it a try and find out He also reckons that he probably would give him a bit of a scare when it comes to dry qualifying trim, and that in a typical qualifying session, he might actually best him. I don't know right now, but I would definitely love to see that. That sort of intrigue is really getting my gears turning, and I'm like, oh yes, we've got a stoked Japanese driver, we've got a stoked Dutchman, they're not going to be going against the grain too much. I think this could be really, really juicy, and I feel like Yuki Tsunoda might be in the pound seat again, If Max Verstappen abruptly quits, which he could do in 2026 if the new specifications and regulations aren't to his liking. If he's no longer having fun in Formula One and he doesn't enjoy the racing aspect, he's just going to walk and Yuki will be right there leading the team. That intrigue could be enough if Max Verstappen has the final say of who will be his teammate in 2025. I reckon he will have a little bit of input, but I also have a concerning thought that Christian Horner might snub these two drivers altogether. We might see them back at Alpha Tauri once more, or Yuki out altogether, because Christian Horner has said that he isn't afraid to look outside of the Red Bull wheelhouse for whoever could partner up with Max Verstappen, taking away Daniel's last opportunity to score another win. <laughs> wow, can you imagine if that happened? I bet both Daniel and Yuki would be crushed. And it does make sense considering that two thirds of the grid are up for re-employment, including Yuki and Daniel. That is really tempting. 13 drivers out there that you can choose from. But let's just say that Max managed to get his choice outside of the Red Bull paddock. Who would he choose? Well, if he did have the choice and say, for example, he was managing a Formula One team, he would, of course, drive himself because he likes to drive and he would have as his partner Lando Norris, stating that he's young, has a long career ahead of him, and is very fast. And if it were a situation where he couldn't drive and he had to pick two drivers, he would basically just pick the McLaren lineup. That's a really, really big ringing endorsement for Oscar Piastri, isn't it? And I will never forget that time at the Silverstone Grand Prix when we finally saw the McLaren cars back up to the fore, where Oscar Piastri just dived into Max at Turn 1. Wow, that was ballsy! But getting that little bit of kudos from Max Verstappen, the three-time world champion, That's really got to be something that you go, oh, thanks, guy. But Max and Lando being teammates, that's all well and good, but I really have my doubts as to whether realistically that could work, even though Liberty Media wants it. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it, and until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.